welcome to After the Bell with your host, Laura. If you like what you hear today, please rate and review kindly. This show is a series of conversations with educators and learners to try and deconstruct some of the stereotypes around education. If you'd like to know more about me, please visit my Instagram page at EducatingLaura. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. So I'd like to do my business shout out now before I get into the episode. And my small business shout out is for Flourish Self-Care. And it's actually an educator that I know that has started this business on the side. And she is selling natural products enriched with essential oils, flower essences and crystals for the ultimate in indulgent self-care. And she is putting out like room sprays and essential oil rollers, linen mists, chakra balancing, vibrational mists, kids essential oil rollers, all of those kinds of beautiful things and is also putting together pamper packs and bundles for Christmas as well. So if you know anybody that would love this kind of gift, head over to her website. I'll include all of that information in the show notes. Now, this episode was inspired actually by an ex-student who got into contact with me. So I've put on my Instagram a couple of times that I'm not a huge online sharer. And I know that that sounds really ridiculous that I have a podcast and I'm talking to you and coming directly to you through a podcast. So it does seem a bit strange that I wouldn't necessarily want to share a lot. But generally I don't. And I, I, I guess I keep myself purely to education. And prior to this podcast and Instagram I mean, I had a Facebook page, which I kept very, very, very private and don't really post a lot on anyway. And so I had a student, ex-student, literally that I taught in 2010, contact me after seeing my Instagram page. And she wrote to me and just said, I'm not sure if you remember me, but you taught me for year 12 biology back in 2010. I'm now a teacher and I saw your Instagram page and I felt really compelled to message you and after listening to your podcast and interview with Nat which is the episode called Rise to the Challenge she said that the conversation really resonated with her not only because she's new to the profession but that we both embody the message that the relationship you have with your students is the most important and she said when she first started studying to become a teacher she had to reflect on her own time as students and who her favorite teachers were. And I was one of the teachers that she felt was one of her favorites. And that was another one. And she said that it was because we were extremely dedicated to our jobs and made a real effort to make the students in our class feel valued. And I thought this was a really interesting perspective because, I mean, I was in my second year of teaching in 2010. I'm pretty sure this was my first year 12 class at the time and if I consider what I was doing in that class yes I was incredibly dedicated I worked really hard but as much as I wanted to be able to relate to the kids and to make the kids feel valued I think that I was really sidetracked and fixated on the content at that time and so it was really nice to think that maybe I was doing the things that I was hoping I was doing even if I felt at the time that I wasn't necessarily doing a good job. And so I do have connections with a few of my ex-students. And I thought, I wonder what they would say if I said to them, 
or if I ask them, what's one thing that you remember me teaching you? And so I put out the call and I got several responses back. And remember, obviously, these are students who have remained in contact with me. So we have had a nice relationship, obviously. And these are also students that I taught. I was at least fourth year by the time I taught most of these students somewhere in in between my fourth and eighth year of teaching. So not new. And that's another thing I'd like to stress as well, because I think the first couple of years of teaching, it does take a while to hit your stride and to find out the kind of teacher you want to be. I think that especially that first year, you just get to the end and exhale. It's like, okay, I've done it all once. I kind of have an idea of where this crazy job is going to take me next year. But that first year as a grad year, I mean, it's just so much of a whirlwind. And so, as I say, I don't, I don't have any reflections from students who I taught in my first year. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but I do think that these reflections are indicative of me being a bit more experienced and having an understanding of what I wanted to convey by that sort of fourth year onwards. And so here is my first, I don't know, what testimonial, I guess, that I want to share with you. If I was going to pinpoint the biggest thing Laura taught me as a teacher, it would have to be the huge impact one individual teacher can have on a student's learning. I was lucky enough to have missed as I knew her for year 12 English. Coming from a C average in year 11, I conceded that English just wasn't going to provide me with the best ATAR results, and I was very fine with that. Laura, not so much. The one thing I remember most from my schooling in year 12 was how much effort she put into making us understand where we were going wrong, but also how to improve it. For me, this came in the form of one-on-one time at lunch or after school and endless practice papers graded in her own time. Like many others going through VCE, I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time, but her eagerness for me to succeed really motivated me to want to pass it forward and provide the same opportunity to other students in the future. I graduated with A's in English that year, my highest marking subject on my ATAR, and I've since gone on to complete a double degree in PE Health and Outdoor Education Secondary Teaching, currently working as a grade 5-6 teacher, striving to make that same impact on the beautiful young kids I get the honour of teaching today. Thanks for all your help, Laura. You were a key factor in putting me in the position I find myself today. I fell in love with Laura's style as an educator from our very first class together. From there, she fully enabled me to strive. She was always up to challenge me, mark my extra work, or be there for a supportive chat. She cared about me as a human being, not just a student with marks, and she made me feel that I was valued, irrespective of what marks I was actually getting. As a high achiever and a perfectionist, this was so important. Laura taught me the invaluable life skill of time management, scheduling, and prioritising various demanding tasks, skills that I still use to this day as I go through postgraduate study. Even more importantly, though, she taught me to prioritise my own health and to engage in self-compassion, no matter how difficult the academic demands could be. Success doesn't and shouldn't have to come from sacrificing our time with loved ones or from guilting ourselves into ticking boxes. It should come from passion and a genuine care and understanding about what we are learning. Laura was invaluable to my VCE years, and I honestly could not recommend her enough for tutoring, mentoring, teaching, or a nice old-fashioned chat about education and what truly matters in life. Thanks, Laura. It's a funny one for me to listen to those two in particular. I mean, those kids, and I can't even call them that because they're adults, are in their mid-20s in their career or finalising some pretty intense study. In fact, 
more qualified than me in certain areas of their education and that's the thing the people that we have in our classroom are these adults that are incredible and actually influence the world in really big ways and I think it's a good reminder to think about not only impact you're making on that child in your room in that moment but in the adult they're going to become. Something I really appreciated was that the learning was tailored to me. I went into year 12 with probably the wrong mindset and I was a little behind, but Laura was able to see that I had it in me to do much better. So she, she really pushed me and expected more of me. And, and I really appreciated that. And I was also aware that she was tailoring her feedback, her expectations and all the tasks. She set me um, specifically on how I worked and what I needed as a student. And I can only assume that um, that was the same case for other students as well. I had Laura as my English teacher for year 10 and year 12. Uh, Although overall she was the same great teacher, there were differences. I think she had a higher expectation in year 12, um, which is expected. And with that, she also treated us more as adults, which is kind of a big deal when you're 17, 18 years old. Um, Just having an adult treat you as almost a peer really makes you feel like an adult, which goes a long way in how you see yourself and your responsibilities in your own education. I think more importantly, Laura made learning interactive. Uh, This could be from letting us run a class in Year 10 English or the Year 12 English Facebook page, which helped us learn and interact with the text in what was, at least back then, a completely new approach and, dare I say, a little bit of fun. Or just sitting down with us each individually and having us set our own goals and the path that we would go down to achieve our goals in the lead up to our exams. In year 12, I wasn't the most academic person. I struggled to focus on the schoolwork side of things, which Laura was well aware of. But teachers like Laura inspired me to do better. Not necessarily because I was worried about getting 100% on that sack or exam or test, but because she was the sort of person I wanted to do well for and work hard for, which paid off in my VCE English exam. I definitely did surprise myself. Teachers like Laura are important to have in schools. She had the ability to understand everyone's different strengths and weaknesses and help wherever she could, and also put a smile on everyone's faces. She was an amazing teacher and taught me lots of things academically, but most of all taught me to be a good person and to always try my best, which I think is the most important lesson in life. One size does not fit all in education, and I think hearing the voices of our students and hearing them say, For one, I'm so grateful that you pushed me. For someone else, I'm so thankful that you understood academia was not the be-all and end-all for me. Understanding your students and understanding their goals is so key in supporting students and creating a positive environment, a safe environment, because I think if students feel that you're comparing them all with the same yardstick and that you have the same expectation for each and every one of them, somewhere along there, that comparison is going to create shame. Somewhere along the way, someone will feel as though they're not measuring up. And so I think that allowing a student to be seen and for their goals to be validated, even if they're not the same as someone else's, even if they're not the same as the ones I would have had as a student, That's absolutely fine because we need to support our students in the future they're cultivating for themselves. And I really love the way that these two individual students have seen success and have seen the benefits of my teaching in quite different ways. And I guess I'm 
a little bit proud of the fact that I did spend that time with each of them setting goals and ensuring that I encouraged them on their own path rather than a set path or the one path that is sometimes sold to our kids. Hi, my name is Riley and Laura was my year 12 biology teacher all the way back in 2012. I'll start with my favourite Laura teaching moment, which is I remember we had a big assessment coming up, I think it was the first of the year, and I wasn't feeling very confident. So I said, hey miss, what can I do between now and then to make sure I can do the best that I can do? And she said, leave it with me. All right, some, some practice questions, some summary, and then before the next class, we can get together and we can go over what you didn't understand. So a couple of days pass, and we meet up before this class. And very quickly, Laura realizes that I haven't read through the summary, nor have I done any questions, because I was very lazy at that time. And I remember she said to me something along the lines of, think about the time and effort I put into writing these questions. If you're not going to put the same back into answering them, how are you ever going to get better? And that's when I realized that Laura was a different kind of teacher than what I'd had before in the past because she actually listened to me and she wanted to see me do well personally. And she was willing to go above and beyond and pass the classroom to make that happen. But also she was a champion in the classroom because she didn't just write notes on a whiteboard or PowerPoint slides and read them off and expect us to learn that way. She'd always ask us, how are we going to learn this? Do you need to watch some videos or do you want me to write you some questions out or do we need to do something practical so you can see this in action? And to me, that kind of enthusiasm and motivation as well as the relationship that Laura creates with her students really set her apart and made her such a great teacher. Hi, my name is Ruby and I was one of Laura's students in 2018. She tutored me for English and while I was completing... VCE. Uh, before I started tutoring with Laura, I had really the wrong idea about what the subject English was. I had a really bad like misconception of the way it worked. It was really a really fuzzy area for me in year 12. I really disliked the subject, actually hated it, didn't really pay much attention, didn't read the novels we were studying because I just, I just felt like nothing I did could get me the right end result in my assessments and I just really struggled with it. Laura's teaching definitely like gave me a full 360 turnaround with this subject. It ended up being one of my favorite. I had a lot of confidence in it, got some decent results compared to what I was getting, gave me a clear guideline of the right direction to go in. The way Laura taught definitely was a really great way in teaching. I created a bond with her and I never felt undermined in this in the way that we were like learning together I never felt like I was stupid even if I was completely off the way she would turn it around into a positive note really helped me with my confidence because I feel like in that subject you can just get lost in your own thoughts like negative criticism on yourself that's how I felt anyway I felt better within myself and then better outcomes came So I've written a blog about this and it's around the idea of responsibility and understanding how influential you are as a teacher and listening to those two recounts just shows me how much power you have to create confidence and shift a student's perspective in the way that they see themselves and their ability 
offering a little bit of power. The episode I have with Meg in which she talks about sharing the power, not having to take all the power up in the room as a teacher, letting the students feel as though they are part of the conversation, that you believe in them, that you're willing to work for them and with them. And not so much that they owe you something, but that you're in it together. And you can see just by those two comments, how their ability to see themselves through my perspective and through my eyes actually shifted their belief in their ability, their interest in the subject. And I'm not miraculous in doing this. This is the role of a teacher. And every single one of you, if you're a teacher listening, has the opportunity to do the exact same thing. One thing that you taught me when I was in year 12 was around um, learning information but using my own personal learning style to retain that. So I was quite unwell in year 12 and um, you helped me catch up on a lot of the coursework. And in doing that, we did things like uh, made prezies and different visual ways of presenting information because I'm very visual. And I've taken that through my whole uni degree. And even now with work um, is not just necessarily writing down information, but presenting it visually because that's how I best retain things Um, because I've never been particularly strong at just retaining rote learning things. That was a really massive game changer for me, um, not just for my year 12, but throughout my whole uni and work career. Um, And the other thing that I learned from you, which is a little bit more indirect, um, was more in your teaching style, which I feel like I've taken on in my own career now as a speech pathologist. Um, And that was setting really clear boundaries initially with everyone, all the kids that you were working with um, and being very, very clear in what was appropriate and not appropriate, but then being incredibly approachable and friendly and fun from that point, but everyone knew where not to cross. Um, And I think I really try and replicate that with the kids that I work with now. So that was a very much more indirect that I learned from you. So I had Laura for two of probably my most challenging subjects that I undertook in Year 12, uh, which was English and biology. And one thing that I really appreciated by uh, Laura's uh, teaching was that when it came to uh, you know, writing analysis and, and, and marking off uh, work and that sort of stuff. Uh, Laura was really critical when it came to, to marking and annotations and that type of stuff, uh, not, not in an offensive way uh, or, a, or a pushback way when, you, when you're reading your own work and someone's being really critical, but really she, she did it in an absolutely necessary way, you know, extremely helpful. And, and I found that a lot of teachers were maybe afraid to sort of be that critical, Uh, I found it really helpful. I like these two testimonials because they actually talk about the parts of teaching that are necessary but aren't always warm and fuzzy. Constructive criticism that you have to give students in order to improve but understanding the delivery and the way that you give that constructive criticism is really important and I think the only way to understand that is to get to know the student and to understand how they react to certain types of feedback Some students really just want to hear it as it is. They want it blunt and clear so they have something to work with and other students need it wrapped up in a ball of compliments. And either way is absolutely fine, but you need to understand which delivery you need to give based on the student that you have. Because if you give it in the wrong way or you expect improvement, but you do it through denigration rather than support and kindness, if that's what a particular student needs... And honestly, some students actually need a rocket lid under them. 
And that's okay too. You know, it doesn't have to be the same way. It doesn't always have to be, you know, with love hearts and care bears or whatever. But understand your student. Understand what they need and understand how to package and deliver information so that it best gets to that student in a way that's going to help them improve. And the other one I love that she mentions the idea of boundaries because I was always, always really clear around boundaries. And it goes to show, doesn't it, that you don't have to be this strict, nasty teacher that doesn't smile before Easter to have clear boundaries. You can be approachable. You can be fun. You can be available for discussions with students and to create a safe, comfortable space. But the boundaries must still remain. The other thing I love is the idea around self-study and understanding how you actually study yourself. And I did a lot of work and I've done a podcast on it that's titled As Requested. And it's all about how to identify what kind of learner you are, how best to engage with information, how best to study for you. And I used to do that, especially in my VCE classes. And I'd actually let them know who learnt like them. And I then structure different activities based on their learning styles and often I'd have between three and five activities going within the room and those kids would then form study groups outside of my class because they knew that they would like to discuss exam questions together if they're auditory or kinesthetic learners would like to do a puzzle or you know go for a run in between essay planning or something like that so it was really good for them to see that Perhaps the student that they sat next to wasn't necessarily their best study buddy. And so I love that she's brought that up too about her visual learning. It's been five years now, um, but Laura taught me year 12 biology. And one of the concepts I remember learning was respiration um, and the processes sort of behind it, such as oxidative phosphorylation, the Krebs cycle and the electron transport chain. And this was so important for me looking back because I go back to these processes all the time at university with my major in physiology and I remember while we were learning it she drew up this incredible diagram and it was super detailed and all the steps were outlined really clearly and it just it was beautiful and then she rubbed it out and then she drew it again and then she went through the process and like explained everything again and then she rubbed it out and went through this process and repeated it so many times just until we felt confident that we had sort of grasped the concept and she kept repeating it and repeating it until everyone was clear with it and I just thought that was amazing because very few teachers do, did that with with anything with like any subject they'd sort of be like okay this is the thing copy it down if you have any questions just ask but this repetitive process really really helped understand and now I think I, I understand it really well <laughs> and that was I guess the stepping stone for that understanding that I have today and another thing I remember which was so different was that during, at the end of the year, so just before exams, while we were revising, she had us design our own revision tasks. So we were split into little groups and we had to design a revision task for the rest of the class. So it could be like anywhere from like SAC style or exam style questions to um, like a crossword puzzle or like flashcards or anything, just anything. And I just think this is such an incredible way to help students learn it just allowed us to be creative in our learning process and I really think that's that's what education and educating is about so thanks Laura if you're a biology teacher you'll understand that there are two processes in biology photosynthesis and respiration 
that students just have to understand and there's a lot of inputs and outputs and locations and it's really quite detail orientated and the only way to understand it is to repeat it and there's lots of other examples I could use like quotes from texts and I'm sure definitions and other subjects as well and I remember when I was doing things like this at school that it was literally as the student says written on the board in your notes and the teacher was kind of done with it and then it was up to you to revise it but the issue is is that if the understanding wasn't there to begin with then you end up revising things with either large gaps in your understanding or big misconceptions and I was always focused on not doing that and not moving on before I felt as though students had a good grasp and so some of these really really complex and detail-oriented concepts I would carve out more time to dedicate to them and often what I'd then do is I would try and flip the classroom a lot of these really content heavy dry areas and what I'd do is I'd actually record myself and this is where remote learning is actually quite beneficial because I'm sure many teachers have this kind of content now that they've created for the remote learning situation but I would just and they were really basic I think I had just a tablet with a mic and it was like me writing my board notes and talking over them and I'd put out these really difficult concepts early like a couple of days or a week earlier before I was actually teaching the subject or teaching that particular content with the hope and look at year 12 most kids do it and I'd keep the videos short like you know between 5 and 15 minutes quite condensed but all of the need to know stuff so that when they came in to these really challenging concepts it wasn't the first time they were hearing about it and so what would happen is rather than them trying to get the notes down they were writing and listening to what I had to say and as I was explaining things they'd be asking the questions because they'd already heard all about it before and I think a teacher's job is not to disseminate information it's to encourage understanding and knowledge and if we can encourage kids to be equipped to be active parts of the lesson rather than passive vessels in which we're filling with knowledge then that to me is the goal and it's a funny one because I'm a little bit conflicted I suppose in terms of how much content I want done at home how much homework I'll be setting and I definitely don't set homework for homework's sake I'll only ever set homework if it's to support understanding and knowledge and critical thinking so this is the kind of homework that I would tend to set especially in those senior years hey Laura my recollections of being a student in your classroom was of the support and motivation you gave me in year 11 and 12. Although you were only my teacher for unit 3, 4 biology in year 11, you always made time to talk to me and catch up with me when I was in year 12. And on reflection, having you in the support network at the time and you being an independent opinion was tremendously valuable uh, to my motivation throughout that year. You were one of the teachers who I felt comfortable talking freely to about my VCE studies and life beyond Year 12 in general. Year 12 was a period where I was unsure on what I wanted to do after high school and I often sought your opinion on different career paths and university degrees. And if I recall correctly, I would have been changing my mind every few weeks 
you always gave me your honest thoughts and I think the main takeaways were to try and pick something I would enjoy and not get too bogged down on the grades required to get there. At the time, my perspective was that I wanted a streamlined pathway from high school to university to starting a career. And I didn't want to waste time, so to speak, doing bridging courses, degrees, and so on. However, now having lived through that and gone through various experiences, when I think about it now, and the messages you shared with me back then, these would be the same things that I would give to any high school student today. So these would be focus on what you're good at and think about what piques your curiosity and inspires you to take action and want to learn more. Don't make your VCA grades the be all and end all. Uh, they are important elements, but in the world after VCE, there are many ways to get to where you want to be. I would also say that it is perfectly fine to not know what you want to do with your career when you're in year 11 and year 12. You're still very young at that age and VCE is a learning experience. It will help you identify what you might want to do. And ultimately after VCE, you'll have many life experiences which may alter the paths you decided to take earlier. To this day, I still do not know exactly what I want to be doing in five to 10 years time. However, I believe the philosophy that Laura's imparted with me still stands true and that the starting point which guides my career direction will be based on focusing on my strengths and doing work that excites me and gets me thinking critically. Thank you and I hope you're all staying well. I must admit that when I first started listening to this response from this particular student and this particular student was incredibly academic fixated on scores getting the top top ATAR score and as he says wanting that streamlined university course to career and prestigious career like I'm sure he was really focused on commerce and and business and that kind of thing and really wanted this clear-cut pathway and when he started talking about careers advice my heart stopped a little bit and I was like oh please don't tell me that I gave him specific suggestions for careers because I've always been really aware of my lack of expertise in that regard and the podcast I do with Kim Woody from Roadmap Ed called Calculus Careers and Roadmap Ed we talk about the fact that you do need to be very very careful about giving unsolicited advice especially in areas in which you hold no real sense of training or or qualification to give that information and so when he continues to talk about me suggesting that he follows what makes him happy what lights him up what makes him excited I was like okay and I excelled a little bit I thought yeah that sounds more like something that I would say and it's honestly music to my ears to hear him repeat those lessons with a sense of understanding because I don't believe he resonated at the time necessarily with what I was saying especially in year 11 and 12 and again I would have taught this student within my first few years of teaching he would have been in one of my very first or second year 12 biology classes so he's obviously had a lot of growth in that time and everything that he says now I'm complete I'm you know fist pumping it's awesome it's the best thing 
to hear from him because I believe in every single part of it as a pathway wherever you want to go no experience is wasted oftentimes you have an idea at 17 or 18 and a subject you do as an elective becomes more exciting perhaps than the pathway you thought you were going to take so it's just the best and I love him now imparting this incredible insight to you guys so as I say it's it's amazing the adults that we help shape in our classrooms I'd like to leave you with one last testimonial and this one's really special because she does mention the fact that she had quite a challenging year 12 and I didn't actually know until towards the end because she didn't present any differently throughout the year and achieved exceptional results and was just a real joy to have in the classroom and once I found out that there were additional challenges for her I just had the utmost respect for the way she handled herself and She was also a really kind and compassionate person and I did teach her many years ago now and she now is a team leader at the RSPCA and I mention this because you can hear as she puts it her animal attendance in the background and when I got this sent in to be perfectly honest with you I was a little bit emotional. It was just a really lovely reflection I think of my experience with this particular student. So if you like it, please rate, review, share on social media. I really appreciate it. And I will be back with another episode on Monday. Laura taught me for English in year 12. She was always patient with every student and adjusted her teaching style for individuals if needed. I found Laura to be very passionate about her subjects and exceptionally invested in each of her students. This was evident when at the end of the year, she made everyone cupcakes with a personal goodbye message, which was just amazing for having a teacher do that. I felt that Laura was very approachable as a teacher and genuinely wanted to see each of her students reach their full potential. I was going through some personal issues at the time and I don't think I would have done nearly as well as I did without Laura's understanding and perseverance to ensure that I did my best. Her class was and will always be one of my favourites.